It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes Tristan Bolton. Welcome to episode two. Episode two. So today, we're going to be talking about something, definitely something odd. Yeah, we're talking movies. Yes, we're talking movies today. Very specific movie. We did mention that we could be talking about movies in the future, and we got lazy for this episode, just to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we're doing a movie, and um, the movie we're doing is Hellboy. Hellboy, the 2019 Hellboy. Yes, the recent Hellboy that... Um, <laughs> also known as the not Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to jump to conclusions, but... It was bad. Yeah, yeah. So so before we... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to the, you know, the synopsis of the movie. But first, uh, you know, I, I watched this movie... Um, a while back, and I, I I legitimately watched it out of curiosity because I heard a review of how bad it was, so I wanted to see. Um, so we decided to do this movie, and Jackson, you watched it last night for the first time. What was okay, your okay. initial reaction? Real quick, I almost forgot. So today I am drinking oh yeah arrogant bastard ale, and I've never had it before. It's not bad. I, I like it, but uh, the reason I picked it, and I'll post it on our Instagram when that exists, um, <laughs> it has this like devil guy on it. It look, kind of looks, reminds me of Hellboy. It's red and black, and even on the box, it says "hated by many, loved by few," which is how I feel. Well, how everyone feels about this movie, yeah. and I can see why a lot of people want to be able to handle this. It's a strong beer, but I like it. I enjoy it. Well, um, it's hoppy. <laughs> no, we're both drinking IPAs. I'm drinking Dogfish Head, their 90 minute, 90 minute Imperial IPA. It is, uh, I don't have much to say about it. It's, uh, like $15 for a six pack, so it's a little pricey, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, mine wasn't too bad. It was like... Ended up being around twelve bucks. Yeah, my, and this is a nine percent alcohol. Um, which is for a, for a beer that's not bad. That's up there for a beer, actually. I've had a beer that was fourteen percent. Unless you get, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, they, they get up there. Yeah. Yeah, mine's seven percent, so you know, not too much, but not enough to you know work. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, um Hellboy. Yeah, what was your initial your your just initial reaction to the movie when you were watching it? Well Okay, at first so you I saw that it wasn't available for rental anywhere. At least not on, on any of my the apps I have. Mm-hmm. But then luckily, thank God, it was on HBO Go. And, um, and it was one of the movies, it was like, uh, leaving this month. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. (laughs) But I started the movie and I tried to come in with the mindset of, 
I'm not going to pay attention to the reviews. I'm just going to go in and try to enjoy it for what it is. <sighs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chore. I felt like I was doing work last night. I had to force myself to sit through and watch this heaping pile of garbage that they call a movie. It has some good things in it. We'll get to that. And if anyone likes this movie and disagrees with us, good for you. I'm glad you find enjoyment in this. No, you're wrong, though. (laughs) We're glad you find enjoyment in it, but you also need to know you are wrong. (laughs) You need a psychological... And you need need a therapist, probably, (laughs) to uh, be able to, you know... (laughs) Something's wrong up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll start with the... So, the way we're going to do this is uh, we're going to do the summary. We're going to try to talk about and piece this together, even though it was very... I was genuinely trying to pay attention to this movie, and I barely knew what was going on. But at the same time, there wasn't a not enough going on. Yeah. It it's just so weird. It felt rushed but too short but too long at the same time. Well it's it has a really fast pacing to the movie. Yeah. Um, but the story itself and the things that actually happen in the movie are really not does not a lot happens in it, but it's full of flashbacks and exposition and it's constantly trying to explain to you What's going oh, it's on. just hitting you over the head with exposition the yeah. whole time. And yeah. um, so, in the beginning, of course, God we mentioned flashbacks. It's a flashback. And here's what. Well, we'll get into that later. But um, so it's a flashback. It's like in the like 500 AD, 517, something like that. Something like that. The Dark Ages. Of course, and and, and they explicitly say this is the Dark Ages. Yeah, and you know what type of movie this is within the first few lines of the movie. It's the type of movie that throws in cursing and uh, inappropriate jokes and gore whenever it gets the chance just for the sake of it. Because the first line is the character explains, oh, it's 580 or whatever year, um, also called the Dark Ages, and for good fucking reason. Throws yeah, in that the dark immediately ages for good throws in throws fucking. that in there. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. Oh, uh, by the way, this is definitely going to be an explicit episode. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> be responsible. <laughs> Don't let a three-year-old listen to this. Um. I love this rum, by the way. Just yeah. want to make a shout out the plantation rum. Yeah, let's 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 take a quick moment to talk about our other drinks. <laughs> Um, we both have a bottle of rum. <laughs> yeah, we... Um, both... So what are you drinking? I'm drinking plantation rum. I'm drinking plantation um, rum. We were drinking different types We're of plantation. We're an exception, yes. Yeah. I am drinking the classic, regular plantation rum. It's it's made in Barbados. Uh, it says aged five years. Not that I really care much about that. It's just a really tasty rum. And it's only like 25 bucks. I'm drinking... Their 1824 pineapple rum. 
Mm. Age since 1824, I spent a fortune. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was only a few bucks more. <laughs> but um, it's delicious. Um, I wanted to get the regular kind, but they were out at my liquor store. Yeah, I decided I, to try something new. I went to the liquor store and I, I had the intention of buying this. And I stood in the aisle with the rum, staring at the at the shelf at the wall, um, for I swear five minutes trying to find it, and I was like, oh, well, that's a shame they're out of it. So I was try- contemplating what other type of rum I would buy, um, until I realized they weren't out of it. I'm just an idiot, and it was right in front of my face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's my go-to rum now, for sure. I used to be... <laughs> I used to really enjoy Kraken, but I can't go to that after this. Yeah, it's... Kraken, like... It's not that bad. But... Oh, I still love Kraken, for what it is. Yeah, especially it's cheap. It's, like it's cheap, it's decent black spice rum. Yeah. What more could you ask for? But uh, when you spend, you know, less but than I wanna, bucks more, you get a much more. When I want to get a legitimate bottle of, uh, of liquor, <laughs> I usually – well, rum's my favorite by far. Yeah. Rum and then it would be whiskey for me. I kind of go back and forth. Um, I, I really enjoy whiskey. I like the complexity of the flavors of whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more likely to spend good money on an expensive bottle of whiskey than on an expensive bottle of rum. But rum is just so tasty. Yeah. And easy to drink. And it's funny because I think both <laughs> of our girlfriends, they love tequila. They love tequila, And we yes. absolutely despise tequila. Tequila is the worst. Cannot handle it. It's the only thing that I've ever grown up on. Um, if Yeah, just tequila is not for me. It doesn't mix well for me. Yeah. But then I show my girlfriend Plantation Rum, which I'm like, this is pretty good quality for the price. It's really good. You should try some. She thinks it's totally gross. Uh, and I'm like, how do you drink tequila and think this shame. is the bad? <laughs> at, least, at least my girlfriend, like, you know, doesn't dislike rum, at least. <laughs> she, she's not the type of person like us that will drink straight from the bottle. Yeah. she. Uh, I just feel like a pirate when I drink rum, and I... You know, it's cool, because you feel like from the, it's <laughs> It's the only one, like... Liquor that I feel is acceptable to drink straight from the bottle. Well, in my recent memory, I drank basically almost a whole bottle of rum in one sitting. Uh, I was watching. That, yeah. We should do a review on this movie too. And this is the opposite of Hellboy. It's a really good movie. It's fucked up, but it's really good because you haven't seen it yet. But the lighthouse. Well, because throughout that, that whole movie, they're just drinking a shit ton. <laughs> Stranded on this lighthouse, Willem Dafoe is just. Well, he's Willem Dafoe. He's crazy. (laughs) He's just being himself. I I just say they put him in front of a camera. (laughs) And they're just like, (laughs) But it's, by the way, I highly recommend that movie. If you're into horror, thriller, psychological stuff, if you're into Lovecraft, that's your movie. It's awesome. This movie. And if you like drinking rum. And if you like, and yeah, and I drank a whole bottle of rum. I was like, arr. (laughs) That's probably the drunkest I've ever been has been, uh, it was that one time that. Uh, me and Caleb just sat around at uh, we were, you know we were alone home and <laughs> we sat around we were like in my bedroom and we're just we were like talking about like I think we started talking about like M- like major league soccer like American soccer there's the rum right there uh, we were talking about like soccer and just random stuff and we just had a bottle of 
Uh, it was the Diplomatico uh, Reserva. That one's pretty uh, good too. It's like it's, you know, thirty-five, forty bucks a bottle. And yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a little pricier. And we uh, we drank the whole bottle <laughs> because it's just so tasty. I think I remember easy to drink. I got off from work that night and I showed up. You guys were blaring bluegrass music on yeah, the TV. Yeah, yeah, we were like listening to Whiskey Shivers. I, I, I barely remember like <laughs> when you did show up. I, I kind of remember you showing up and being like something along the lines of being like, "Oh, I have some catching up to do," or like, "I missed something." <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna try. I was gonna try to hang out with you guys, but I, Caleb had to take you upstairs. Caleb hanged out with me a little bit and passed out on the couch or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Uh-huh. But that was. <laughs> That was a fun thing to walk into, to say the least. Because I walk in, the house is empty. You guys are playing bluegrass music, and I'm like, at first, I thought, oh, you guys playing outside or something? That's kind of weird this late. You guys are going to get us kicked out. And there was no one in the house. All the lights were off, by the way. No. (laughs) And I walked out. And then I walked out to the balcony, and you guys were out there just, like, standing. (laughs) (laughs) You were just standing there drinking, but you weren't really doing much. But anyways, that's what I like to call filler. Yes. I prefer to call it a mixer. (laughs) That was was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. Throw in the uh, royalty-free drum line, because that's Um, royalty-free. I would like to formally apologize to our audience for that joke. It was a bad Apology one. accepted. Let us know. Right, back, back to Hellboy. Okay. Woo. <laughs> so this bad movie starts out with a bad flashback. The one thing I admire about it is it's in black and white. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought... You know. So, King Arthur. Well, let's get to that. So, King Arthur and Merlin. Mm-hmm. I never read any of the Hellboy comics. I had no idea they were in this universe. The Hellboy universe has a lot of stuff like that. Um, yeah. Just side like, note: I thought King Arthur himself looked stupid. Well, he had such like a like an edgy looking crown. Yeah. Like it had a bunch of like demon teeth, like or horns on it. Oh, something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was all right. It fit within that universe of the look of the universe. Um. But, okay, so they surrender? Well, they... Quote-unquote, they, they, like, fake surrender. Yeah, they fake surrender to, to Okay, what's her name? The queen... The uh, Nimue. Witch. Minwe? Nimue. Nimue. Yeah. See, I had no idea what they were saying the whole time. It was either <laughs> Minwe or Nimue. Uh, Nimue. She's the blood queen witch? Blood witch? Uh, they never... They never explicitly if they say what do she it, is. Yeah, if they do explain it, I missed it every time I watched the movie. I think she's um, some kind of, like... Blood. She's a very witch, powerful like, witch. A powerful who's like witch. immortal. Yeah. Very hard to kill. Kind of a knockoff Hella. <laughs> sort of a knockoff Hella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, and I love this. So the scene goes on. There's more exposition. Um, King Arthur. So she can't die to a mortal blade. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that whole scene is great because it's a good example of. You know, overly exp- uh, a combination of bad dialogue, but also overly explaining stuff to the <laughs> audience. Is so she in this flashback, she goes, "Oh, you know, I can't. You know, no mortal weapon can harm me." So she, so 
uh, he pulls out Excalibur, and she exclaims, Excalibur! And then he goes, this is no mortal weapon. It's like, yeah, we we know that. We know what Excalibur (laughs) is, come on. Side note. And I love how he has to tell her, this is not a mortal weapon. So uh, it hurt you now. Side note, because I'm a I'm a I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, the sword in the stone is not Excalibur. They say it is in the movie. They say it is in the movie. Yeah. But in Arthurian legend, King Arthur had two swords: the sword in the stone and, and the the Lady of the Lake, the sword that she gave him. Are Lady of Lake gave him Excalibur. Sword. Yeah, I don't remember what the sword in the stone is called, but it's not Excalibur. But the sword in the stone is another powerful weapon, but it's not. I guess yeah. in the Hellboy universe, they're just one and the same. Yeah, yeah, they, they're just playing with it. You know, that's you know. just a side note, a fun fact for you guys <laughs> out there. But he cuts her head off, and it's really cheesy, by the way. You'll just have to see if you even want to watch this. Um, but then they have to cut her into pieces? Yeah, because they can't kill her. Because you have to separate, because she can just, like, regenerate, I guess. If, yeah, even though, even though... She explain, explains that no mortal weapon can harm her. Um, Excalibur still can only cut her into pieces. But it can't definitively it can't be, kill like she's her. Still alive. And they have to bring her, spread her body parts across the country so they don't rejoin. Yeah. And you know, mortal weapon or not, you know, later in the movie, um, Hellboy shoots her with his gun. And that, even though she regenerates, seemed to harm her. Mm. Blew off half her face. Yeah. So I think I, I think the whole um, Excalibur, Excalibur actually... Oh yeah, that didn't make any only, sense. I don't think they were thinking about that. Yeah, they they say that like Excalibur is the weapon that can harm her, but she clearly gets harmed by other weapons. Yeah. And, you know, it would be make sense if like Excalibur is the only thing that can kill her, but you clearly also can't kill her with Excalibur. Also, what's her name, the actress again? She's been in a lot. She was um, in all those Underworld movies. Mia Jovovich. Yeah. She was in... The movie I liked the most with her was The Fifth Element. Oh, that was a good that was, That's a great yeah. movie. For many reasons. Um, this movie isn't. Um, for many reasons. Um, so then it flashes to the future. It's not black. Oh, by the way, another thing I kind of like from that scene is like the visuals, like how... She appeared in color, her red dress or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I will say one thing this movie does well is that it has some good. No, it has visuals. a decent art direction. Yeah, I'm not well. <laughs> but that's not. We'll get to how that's. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to how they present that, to say the least. Yeah. Um, but okay, so flashes to the future. Hellboy's like driving in a van. Yeah, and this is another example of overly more exposition than they need. So he's in Tijuana. Yeah. And he's going to hunt, uh, or he's going to track down, um, uh, what's the like organization? What's the organization yes. called? Um, DPRD. DPRD, like Department yeah, the, of the, Paranormal Research, Research and Development. Development. Yeah, the DPRD. Um, so. He's going to track down a DPRD agent who was sent to hunt vampires and has disappeared. Yeah. So he's Hellboy's not there to hunt vampires. He's here there to track down this agent. See, I never got that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, so they explain it when he pulls up in the van. He's on the phone with his dad and you know, um, uh, uh, the great Ian McShane. 
is the best part. By the way, why was he in this movie? I have no idea. I mean, I guess he had a good paycheck because he's generally in pretty good movies. Like, most recently, the John Wick trilogy. Yeah. How do you go from that to this? No idea. Maybe (laughs) maybe he thought it was going to be cooler than it was, and then it was too late when he found out. Oh, Um, we'll fix it in post, Ian. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot Um, of that in this movie, by the way. Fix it in post. Um, But Hellboy breaks his iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls up in this van, and, and <laughs> that's a joke, a running gag throughout the film. Keeps on breaking his where phone. Where he keeps on breaking his phone because he's too hard with it. Um, yeah. But uh, he pulls it's up in the van. It's only funny the first time, and, and it's only the, a little funny the first time. Yeah, so. and he's on the phone with his dad, and his dad is, is explaining why he's in Tijuana. I'm like... Shouldn't he already know that? He would already know that. He's in a... <laughs> he's in a different country. Yeah. He's about to go on his mission, and his dad is explaining it to him again. Yeah. The only reason that is happening is to explain to the audience what is happening. Exactly. He's he's not actually explaining to Hellboy. He's explaining to the audience what's going on. Yeah. Which is fine. Movies do that all the time where it's, you know, a character would already know but this. But it's not but doing ex- it in any kind of clever way. They're not doing it in any it's... clever way. And they're constantly doing it through the whole movie. Oh, by the way, they totally copy a lot of the Marvel stuff. So the, the Russo brothers, one of their big things with their movies, every time they're in a new location... They have the title card, new location. So like, oh yeah, they do it in Civil War. I don't know if they do it in Winter Soldier. I think they do. That's I wouldn't say that's a Russo brother. No, but they do it a lot. They do it a lot. And it seems (laughs) it's like, oh, this works in these movies, so let's do it in this movie. Yeah. But here's the thing: they're in a new location every like three minutes, and it, it just gets really annoying. And it's just the movie's just rushing through all this, but. Yeah, that's just another thing. And and they're doing that, and I still can't remember where they're at. Yeah, that's why they have to do it. Other well, yeah. The, <laughs> well, after they do it, I'm immediately like, where were they again? Yeah. It, but it doesn't matter wherever they are because it doesn't matter where they are. It's just all Nobody vaguely cares. British. Yeah, they're in, they're in England. Even though they may be in a completely different country, but it still seems the same. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he goes. The agent is a luchador guy. Yeah. Wrestler. Yeah. So he's he's a. So it turns out that the agent became a, a vampire, and has been. And he's uh, a vampire luchador. Yeah. He became after he became a vampire. He became a luchador wrestler, mm-hmm. so he could practice fighting people, so he could kill Hellboy. Oh, I thought he was just a luchador wrestler. No, no, he was an agent, and he <laughs> became a luchador wrestler after becoming a vampire. So he could train to kill him. Okay. See, they go over that so fast. Because that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, So they have a wrestling match. There's some dad rock. Oh, by the way, this was my first con. (laughs) Well, my first con was it already seems bad from the start. But (laughs) my first legitimate con was Rocky Like a Hurricane is the first song in the movie. It's a terrible first song. I gave it slight credit because they, they had the Spanish version. Yeah. I was like, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But also, I that song, that that's dad rock, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Going yeah, back yeah. to the first episode. It was absolutely This movie rock. is like what dads think is cool, by the way. The whole yeah. movie. <laughs> but, but even dads wouldn't think it's a good movie. Though. Well, no. Huh. No. I bet my dad would fall asleep, like, in the first, like, 
I was saying. Half hour. My dad would absolutely fall asleep. Yeah, so... Um, so the luchador, it's revealed he's a vampire now. Gargoyle thing. I guess they look like gargoyles. when It, it kind of looks like the Skyrim vampire lord. Mm-hmm. Looks a lot like that, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so he transforms that, they fight, and then he, like, impales them on the posts in the wrestling ring, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, he says the end is coming. He warns Hellboy in a mysterious Spanish, like, like, uh, code or, like, poem or something like that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he's basically like, because he was, I think it's because he was a monster, he was somewhat aware of the coming of Nimue. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense, though, because it seems like it was only the pig person was the only one that knew. And Baba Yaga who knew. Yeah. Until she was being resurrected. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. But, and by the way, the CG, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but, um, so then Hellboy goes to Colorado for a couple seconds to their base. Is that where it is? Yeah, yeah, it was Colorado. Yeah. I noted that. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, we live in Colorado. Colorado. But, um, it's better in California, by the way. That's kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like Space Force takes place in Colorado. Yeah, it does. Although it, is clearly filmed in California. Well, that could be Eastern Colorado, though. They had Joshua trees. But, yeah. They were Joshua trees. That's not Eastern Colorado. <laughs> that's that's California, Arizona. All these shows are clearly filmed in <laughs> L.A. if you really look for it. But, um... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Hellboy goes to Colorado for a little <laughs> bit to their secret base, the DRPD or whatever it's called. DPRD. DPRD. R.I.P.D.? No, that's another bad movie, though. D-Pi... D- <laughs> M.I.B.? But... And then they're like, okay, you got it. And then he goes to England. Yeah, yeah. So so they, they, they pull Hubble back to their base, and they're like, you, you know, your, your, your dad has a, you know, a really important mission for you. And his really important mission is to go help some English guys hunt giants. Yeah, so they... Doesn't sound that important to me. Well, and it has nothing to do with the flashback or anything yeah. so far. Um, but yeah, he has to go fight some, hunt some giants in England. And and, they, and this whole this whole little plot arc right here of the hunting of giants, this is their way of tying it in to a comic book. The wild hunt one. Mm-hmm. Because the whole giant part. Has nothing to do with anything else that happens in the whole movie. They just wanted another CG fight scene. Yeah. Um, but, so, there's more exposition. Hell yeah. And I kind of forgot this part. But he meets the lady with the white hair. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. I don't remember either. But she's, like, the head of this organization, I guess. I, I don't think she's the head of she's it. She's not the head. Uh, she works with... um. RPD, DRP, DPRD, right? I think she works with the Osiris. Club. She's friends with her his dad. It's confusing. I don't it's really very know. confusing, and it's funny because they'll tell you a new character's name, and then that's it. Yeah. Like you just have to know. Um. And I'm someone that I've never read the Hellboy comics. 
But what was great about the first two, the Guillermo del Toro ones, you didn't know, need to know anything about the comics to understand it. And that's because they kind of just did their own thing. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro, he, got, he took these characters and the themes and just rolled with that and created a good story and a good movie. But then you have movies that go do a lot adapt a lot from the comics so like the marvel movies but the first iron man just as long as a movie by the way might even be shorter <laughs> um <laughs> but the first iron man it assumes you don't know anything about these characters it introduces all these characters but it really takes the time to flesh them out and to build just see, just have scenes of simple dialogue yeah this movie, it will have introduce a new character, exposition, and then action scene. Yeah, but and then introduce you don't know these characters. You just know you're just supposed to know why they're there, but you don't know who they are. You know, you don't they don't know. really take the time to explore most yeah, of the characters. Um, and also, you know, you know, in like you said with Iron Man, it assumes that you know nothing about this. Well, and Iron Man was not a popular character. Only, like, the yeah. comic book nerds knew him at that time. Yeah. This movie does the same thing. It assumes you know nothing about Hellboy. But it doesn't handle it well. It has a lot yeah. of flashback scenes about the origins of Hellboy that they, you know, really weren't that important to the plot. Yeah. Also, in Iron Man, you have actors and you have writers that actually care about the material they're working with. Yeah. Um, this movie, the only actor that has any kind of, that seems like they care about it, uh, what's her name? The Queen? I forget her name again. Mia Jovovich? Mia Jovovich. The, the witch? <laughs> the witch. Yeah. She plays her character well for what it is. She seems into it. She's pretty campy, but... She's camp, but that's okay. It's obviously, it's meant to be campy. It's meant to be campy, but... <laughs> and then you have... Excuse me. Uh, so, let, uh, you have a... Um, so, yeah. David Harville. Or Hardware. However you pronounce yeah. it. He's great in Stranger Things show. Say why you want to watch a show about that show. He's one of the... If, not the best character in that show, in my opinion. He's the most fleshed out. I, I just really like his character. And he's a good actor when he wants to be. Yeah. Um, and this movie, it just seemed like he was reading lines and he was so unenthusiastic. A lot of, a lot of the actors feel like it felt yeah. like they phoned it in. Ron Perlman, um, he, you could tell that he loved playing this character. He had so much fun with it. Yeah. No one in this movie seems like they're having fun. And that they care about the characters. Yeah. And you mentioned about um, uh, the people, like, not seemingly, like, seeming to care about it. So I've got um, um, an article pulled up here of Mike Magnolia, who's the guy who wrote the Hellboy comics. Didn't he do the art for it, too? No, he didn't do the art. Yeah, he, okay. uh, he just wrote it. Um, so he apparently... I love the art in those comics, by the way. Oh, very well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he, uh, he apparently, according to this article, he didn't really even talk with the director of the movie. Um, uh, what's the director's name? Uh, Neil Marshall. They didn't really even talk about what the movie was going to do. Oh, yeah? So Mike Magnolia, like, kind of, like, didn't even connect with the gave creator. him the rights to use it and everything and then didn't, like, 
Yeah, I bet he... <laughs> consult him, really. Yeah, I bet he's not happy about that now. Um, but anyways, back to the plot. So they go to England to hunt giants. But before that... Actually, yeah, before that, we get a flashback again. Yet another flashback, and this one retells the origin of Hellboy. Oh, yeah. And the only thing I liked about it, and you, you said this earlier... Um, before we started recording, um, they have the lobster. The lobster is a really fucking fun character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's the same actor. He was, um, he was Sandman. Oh, is it? Spider-Man 3. It's that guy. Oh, I really? forget his name. You have to look it up. But, uh, he, he actually looks like he's having fun with that character. Even though he's, yeah. he's only in the movie for like maybe two to three minutes. Um, I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of that kind of he stuff. Was, he was fun. He was, it was a good inclusion. Lobster Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Lobster wow. Johnson. And he had this whole thing where he had like this lobster claw that would burn people on his hand. Uh-huh. That was like his thing. Um, but yeah, that was actually, I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. This movie's actually fun. <laughs> For a second. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't fun. Because they retell the Hellboy origin story, which we all know we've already seen. Even if you haven't read a comic, you know Thomas Hayden Church. Nazis are performing a, a satanic ritual to try to get a demon to fight for the Nazi army, basically. And by the way, I love that in the movie, there's swastikas on literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just to remind you that they're Nazis. In case you would forget. In case you would forget that they were Nazis, they have a swastika on every piece of clothing, on every, like, piece of equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. Even, but I kind of like that campiness. Like, yeah, it's I like even that. Raiders of the Lost Ark didn't even didn't go that far. Oh, it did not go that Nazis. far. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And Raiders of the Lost Ark took a lot of chances to remind you they're Nazis. Yeah, but they didn't have to show the swastika every two seconds. Yeah. Even though they did show the swastika a lot, but where it made sense, like on the flags and stuff. And Yeah. Oh, I have the swastika on my glasses, but it's in front of my eye, so I can't even use these glasses properly. Like, because I have a sticker on it. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I, that both. was a funny part of the movie, and I know it wasn't trying to be. And if it was, they should have gone with that more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Hellboy Summon. And by the way, I remember in the original version they did it way better. The original version with the Guillermo del Toro movie, um, like the creature effects for Hellboy, the creature when effects comes out because it was so much more atmospheric. Well, there was a lot more practical effects. And in that movie there were more too. practical effects, but they had the CGI effects too. But the, even the CGI the effects, CGI back then in mid what two thousand four. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's not that the CGI itself was better; it's that they used it better. They had they, yeah, they had they they used the atmosphere of the shot and mm-hmm. the scene. To make the CGI, CGI look as good as it could be. And work with yeah. the scene. Versus the CGI in this movie is... I mean, technically, when it comes to the models and animation, it's pretty decent. But... They're, well, it still just looks like a video game model. Yeah, they, they don't blend it with the scene. They don't have the right lighting um, sometimes. And it doesn't... <laughs> they don't use atmosphere. There's CGI to, in this movie that I would definitely argue that is just bad. Yeah. Um, but there's also CGI. I'm like, oh yeah, that looks fine. I mean, um, I thought the pig guy... Pig guy was all He right. was one of the better-looking models. Yeah. Um, 
But the baby Hellboy, that looked really bad. Baby Hellboy. It was looked really plastic. Bad. It looked it looked like a PS2 cutscene. Yeah. Like if um, you just had a lower resolution screen. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. Well <laughs> Well, you know how in the Final Fantasy games they would always have like really crazy looking cutscenes. Yeah. Like realistic. And then it would go to the just like polygon models. Yeah. It looked like one of those crazy cutscenes, but not as good. Yeah. But it's still a PS2 cutscene, so you know what I'm talking about. They used to, they used the video game cutscenes used to be like the cutscenes were so much like, yeah. or like cutscenes or trailers would have like so much more budget put into See, them. See nowadays, in a lot of video games, the cutscenes and the actual gameplay is basically the same. Yeah, they'll they'll use the actual noticed, game engine for their cutscenes. Yeah, the, it's just the game engine. That's common. More common it's not now. a pre-rendered like separate thing. Yeah. That's becoming the norm now, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so it's questionable CGI in that part. Not the worst. I, I've seen way worse CGI, even in now, oh, yeah. even in this era. It wasn't so bad that the CGI. There's a certain right. character in this film where the CGI is so horrible. I was shocked. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't really shocked because you know, <laughs> but um. So they go over flashback, and he's like, oh, so now... And all he really says is, oh, now I'm a demon and a Nazi. Cool. Or great. Like, and he's he's like, like, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. All sarcastically. <laughs> and by the way, his delivery this. of the lines, even when they're trying to be funny, there's like a lack of... I don't know. There's like a weird lack of emotion. It's so monotone. That he also just sounds like a child. He just well, he sounds like a child, but he sounds like he just doesn't care. Yeah. Um. So okay, so we do that <laughs> flashback, and then he finally goes to hunt the giants, and so. And by the way, there's a lot of well, so he's with the British guys. They're riding on horses. Mm-hmm. They have, like, high-tech spears. They have high-tech spears and Skyrim outfits. Skyrim outfits, and it's playing, yeah. like, a Beethoven song, but, like, a modern version of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, like it's, like, an electric guitar, Beethoven. And, by the way, they have so many songs in this movie, and 90% of them do not fit into the movie or make sense in yeah, the Yeah, the, the, the um, sound editing. The sound editing. Well, it's bl- that, and also they just don't fit with the theme of the they movie. They don't fit with the theme, and also it's just the sound editing. Like this. Well, yeah, it just sounds like they record a movie, they put in the sound effects, and yeah. then they put the song over that, they just but it's not blended into they, the movie. They didn't, uh, they didn't modify anything. Yeah, they just slapped it on there. It's like something we would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the British guys, Osiris, that's the group. The Osiris Club. And the head of the group, I forget his name. He's such a forgettable character. He's wearing this like big deer hat with the antlers, or is it an elk? If you could pull a picture um, of that, pull that up for me, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little Joe Rogan reference for you guys. <laughs> I I love his podcast, and sometimes. They actually talk about legit stuff, but most of the time it's just Joe Rogan being high, and <laughs> it's great. But um, yeah, if you could find a picture of that. But anyways, yeah, he's like wearing like a deer hat, and it looks like something I would get a mod for in Skyrim, or something I'd wear in Red Dead Redemption. Like it's kind of a cool hat, but it's super goofy looking on this guy. 
Um, okay, we'll definitely have to post this on our Instagram. Yeah, for sure. it's a stag. It's I like think. yeah, it's like a big stag, but it looks absolutely stupid on this. These guy. guys look like Monty Python characters. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Their costume design, yeah, it's really bad. And then you have Hellboy here. And by the way, hit for some reason his like stone hand or whatever it's called, it looks a lot worse than the original movies. Yeah, I don't know why. It doesn't um, really blend with his body as well. I don't know. I will say, for the most part, though, David Harbour does look like a good Hellboy. Yeah, they did a good job with um, that. He's a big, beefy dude. He's kind of got the dad body, but he's got muscles. Yeah. Um, he. Um, so I thought I thought the art direction of this movie was fine. And the, the, it wasn't anything special. The thing is, the art direction all comes from the comics. Yeah, well, yeah, so they didn't really have to try. They, yeah. <laughs> they and, didn't have to come up with And there's me. a lot of stuff, like, actually, technically, this movie does a lot of stuff very accurately to the comic characters and stuff. The Osiris Club is portrayed pretty well, yeah. technically. Yeah, technically. But it still doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, the British guys actually... They attack Hellboy out of nowhere, and they say, "We would never let uh, uh, the devil in royalty." Yeah, they're like, "We'll never let the devil sit on the throne of England." Yeah, how do they know he's gonna sit on the throne of England? By the way, how Where the they, fuck did that come from? That doesn't come up until way later in the movie that he's actually the rightful heir. Well, we'll get to that, but um, <laughs> that doesn't come up till way later in the movie. It's like they already filmed that part, and then they filmed the scene after that. It's like, hello. Do you not know what you're fucking doing with your movie? <laughs> Come on, guys. There's a lot of examples wow. of that where there are scenes where they have dialogue. Back. I feel like they film these it, scenes like all out of order, and that happens all the time in movies. They they'll film the final act first sometimes, um, just get that over with. But um, well, it feels like they filmed them in what order they thought they were gonna go in, and then change the order. Yeah, it's, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> but they ambush them. And they have, like, their sci-fi, like, laser, or, like, electric spears. Uh-huh. So they stab them and they electrify them. And the electric effect is questionable at best. Um, I thought it was okay. It's okay. It's, yeah, but um, they stab him and I, you know, I guess he has healing abilities because he's a demon. Yeah, he um, takes a lot of abuse. Oh, he takes scene. a ton of damage. Uh, and then he goes on to fight some giants. But he gets electrocuted, and then they're like, ha ha! <laughs> the guy's gonna, like, cut his head off with this. Huzzah! Thing. Huzzah! Because they're British. He, he does have this cool, I will say, he has, like, a cool, um. Oh, what is it called? The, like, curved sword. It's not a. Oh, he has a, he has a saber. It's a, yeah, it's a saber. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool saber. It's like a regular one, it looks like. Yeah, there was he, nothing really special about it. it was yeah, it's just, just a good saber. Cool. Uh, he pulls it out, and then, all of a sudden, he gets whacked by a giant. And the screen, like, fades, he gets black. And, and it, well, no, it shows, like, his head. Yeah, his head gets decapitated, and you see it in the and water. And there's a lot of gore in this movie. Yeah. It's not like, it's a rated R movie. But it's, and that works with, like, Deadpool shows that that works. You can have a superhero comic movie and have it be rated R and have it be good. Like, Deadpool with the gore and violence, it made sense. It wasn't forced. It made sense with that character. It And it wasn't just there to be there. Yeah. Um, 
Versus this is an example of a this movie where This literally has, they, like, gore and it, like, shows it, like, right at the front of the, like, screen, like, right in your face. And, but it's not subtle at all. It's just... This is an example of a movie where it's... They, it's trying so hard. They, they, it wasn't rated R because of the themes or anything like that. It was rated R because when they were making the movie, they made a conscious decision that this is going to be rated R, so we need to make it gruesome. And also, not only gruesome, uh, all the characters curse in this movie. And that's okay, but it's not organic. Like, they're just saying the F word just to say it. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I don't care, but it just feels so forced. Definitely. Um, like, Quentin Tarantino movies, they fucking cuss all the time, but it's natural within that dialogue. Yeah. You know, like, now you could... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, some problems with Quentin Tarantino. Like, he likes using the N-word a lot. I know this. <laughs> he does. But you know. Yeah. And he likes showing women's feet a lot because he has a foot fetish. <laughs> but for the most part, the dialogue in his movies is very natural, real dialogue. This, yeah. they're just. It's just like us saying, fuck. Okay, let's keep going. It's just, they're just cussing yeah, to have just, that in there. For the sake of This is a dark, it. gritty reboot of Hellboy. This is way cooler. Yeah, it's, than the it's, Guillermo del Toro version, the Rob Perlman it's version. They're 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 just trying to be cool. This is unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the gore effects is uh, it's not good. Uh, yeah. Fake most fake blood in movies isn't good, but this fake blood is exceptionally bad. It literally you could do way better just using food coloring and like some water or something. I don't know what kind of solution to use. But, so, like, um, practical effects blood common, would look way better. Our common practical effects blood is, like, uh, corn syrup. Yeah, and corn syrup. Red and, blue, red, red and blue food coloring. Red and blue food coloring. So yeah. it kind of has that purplish hue. Yeah. So it looks a bit more realistic. Um, but this I mean, blood, by the way, is just straight up red. Well, it's, And that's it's, okay, but, like, it's just so artificial looking. It's even, like, to the point where it's, it's, it's one thing to have, in a movie, have the, the special effects good or bad that's actually less it's you can have special effects that are technically bad mm -hmm. but if they work with the film yeah that's the difference because um you know for example monty python their blood effects <laughs> so bad are terrible but that's because the film it is looks a like parody. ketchup it is a comedy it film. It works with the movie. Uh, and it's still more believable than the shit they show in You know, movie. Quentin Tarantino doesn't have believable blood in his movie. It's not... Well, the reason it's... His blood is... It looks real, but it's like an excessive amount of blood. Yeah. Like when someone gets shot in the head, their fucking head explodes like a watermelon. It's everywhere. That's not... Yeah, or it's like, or it's like in Kill Bill. It's just like excessive it's like in amounts. In Kill Bill, she slices someone with a, in the neck. And they're just the spraying up blood. Yeah, she slices someone with a jugular yeah. with a... With a or chops off someone's but arm. But it looks and good. And just sprays. But the thing is, blood that's on it spraying out like that is unrealistic. I mean, I bet that happens, you know, depending. But it works with the film, though. But it works with the film, and they're consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And it looks good for what it is. You're like, yeah, that's unrealistic, but it does look good. It, it's, if it's, that that looks real, if that's something that would happen, it is life. succeeding on what it's trying to do. Yeah, that's well, that's the key. Um, yeah, that's unrealistic, but damn, that's convincing. Yeah, yeah, convincing like, and realistic are very different things. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so they ambush him, and then he wakes up. They're all dead. The giants are, like, eating them or something, or, like, ripping them apart. More gore. Um, and they have, like, a big pile of the bodies. Um, so he's like, oh, I thought there was supposed to be three giants. Another one sneaks up, hits them with a hammer. And then they start playing a song again. Um, yeah. I believe it's Muse. Yeah, it's Muse. It's Psycho. It really I just, actually like this song. This yeah. movie made me not like this song anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not mixed in well with the rest of the movie, with the sound. And it doesn't make any sense. It's just there to be, oh, let's just have a cool rock song in the scene. Yeah. And they cut the song to bits in that scene and edit it. So you don't even have the real song in its true form. You have just the highlights of it. Yeah. So, like, That's he'll just... fight a giant and they'll, like, play, like, the main riff of the song. <laughs> and then he'll get hit. They'll stop the song. And then they'll start playing the main riff again. But yeah. they never go to, like, the bridge or chorus. And movies do that. But it's so obvious in this. And it's so, like, in your face. Like, here's a cool rock song with a cool scene. It makes it sound more generic. Yeah, like and it ruins song. the scene for me because yeah. I'm so distracted by this song. And it's not a bad song by any means. It's not one of Muse's better songs, but it's not bad. But it's so disconnected from the movie. Yeah. And it doesn't fit the themes. Like, the lyrics have nothing to do with the movie. This movie like, also has a problem where when it gets into a fight scene... And I'm not saying the lyrics and the themes of a song always have to have something to do with the movie... But it works way better and well when that happens. Yeah. Like well, this so yeah, Thor Ragnarok. I was talking about this oh, earlier. Yeah. yeah. They only have one like major song in it that's not their original score. And it's the immigrant song. Uh-huh. By the way, that's an awesome song. I love Led I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So that helps. It's already an awesome song. But that movie, it's about Thor, the god of thunder. Viking gods on a <laughs> it's about Vikings it and that song is about the Norse gods and Vikings it works so thematically it works thematically well, already well think of it this way also is it works thematically but also in Thor the the way they cut the scene the actual camera shots they cut it with the song it fits the song the, and the song, song is flows. blended well the song is blended with the audio of the movie it's blended with the audio so like well. yeah Thor like hitting demons with hammers with his hammer, and it, like, goes with the rhythm of the song. Yeah, it, the, the audio is blended in. well. The um, the flow of the scene it's just is, awesome. is, they intended, like, when they uh, edited the scene, they clearly edited it knowing that this is this the song, song that we are using. Yeah. This is how it, you know, so yeah. they made it all flow. Together. And that's an awesome scene. Hellboy doesn't and do then, that. Well, yeah, <laughs> they just throw a butt. They have a bunch of songs in this movie. Sometimes they only play, like, five seconds of it, and then... It's the Suicide Squad problem. That movie, also bad. Yeah. Not as bad, I would argue. I still had fun with that. It's, I would still watch it. Yeah. Um, but they have so many songs where it's just like, this just seems like a trailer. Yeah, it's just a long music it's video. It's edited like a trailer. But not even that good, really. But um, So Thor Ragnarok, they use the same song twice. But it makes sense. Yeah. So in the end scene where he's found all his powers he's the god of thunder now he's got all the lightning they play the immigrant song when he crashes down it's awesome uh, they played the a whole song by the way they don't edit the song they played the a whole thing yeah for the whole scene and 
um, it's just awesome. But one of the lyrics of the song, and it it fits perfectly with the themes of the movie. So, Hammer of the Gods will drive our ship to new lands. That is literally what happens at the end of the movie. Yeah. Thor, God of Thunder, who uses hammer, a hammer, literally is in a ship driving his people to a new land. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just think that's awesome. But to get back to Hellboy, they just throw in songs for the sake of, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and another thing, too, is because they do that, especially during action scenes. They're bad mm-hmm. about it. Every um, action scene. The action scenes, a lot of them, not all of them have this problem, but a lot of them have the problem of the pacing of the action scenes and the cinematography of the action scenes It's are very, are like vastly different mm-hmm. to everything else in the movie. And it doesn't, and that's not always a bad thing because there are movies that do that, like the Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm-hmm. The Sherlock Holmes, they they the often, guy Ritchie ones. Yeah, the guy Ritchie ones with, uh, with um, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Jr. Yeah. Okay, say what you want. I love those movies. I love those movies. Yeah, um, but they <laughs> they do they do the action scenes and they kind of play with style and the camera styles and mm-hmm. stuff um, during the action scenes. But it flows and fits with the rest of the movies. Well, because in, in those movies, so the common trope in those movies, every time Sherlock Holmes is going to fight someone. He analyzes him, and it shows it in slow motion, and it yeah. has this narration, like, uh, telling the audience, basically, and himself, I guess, every move he's going to do to beat that guy. So they do the slow motion, then they show it in full speed. Yeah. And it just works so well. And it, and I love that. And then it flows movies. in and out of the non-action parts really well. Well, yeah, because, like, in the Even rest of the movie, when he's, like, in the Fight Club stars. thing... Yeah, and I love the music in that scene. By the way, he's like playing this cool Irish song, like it's, traditional one. It's um, um, "Rocky Road to Dublin." Yeah, yeah, I love that. Specifically, it's the so Dublin. He does the whole like slow motion analyzing thing, and then it gets into the full speed discombobulate. I love that. That's a meme, by the way. Now, <laughs> <laughs> but but then he he like gets the um, embroidery or whatever it is. Yeah, the, the handkerchief. The handkerchief. Yeah, he gets that, and he like walks on, but the scene continues. In this movie, like, in this scene, we're talking about the Giants. And it could have been a really cool scene. The music hurt it a lot. The cinematography really hurt it. Because the camera is at these unrealistic angles and it's just jumping around everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of um, impossible uh, camera movements. Yeah. Um, specifically during the action scene. The rest of the movie doesn't really have this problem. Yeah, um, it's basically. But during some scene. of the action scenes, and and again, some movies do this as well. This is not an uncommon problem, but this movie just didn't handle it well. Well, it was just so jumpy, and like you could tell that it was so like rushed in editing. Yeah. Um, and the scene has a ton of gore. By the way, is like slicing giant's legs and like arms off of a big sword. And fight, that's fine. The fight choreography was alright. But, no well, it would have been, I would have appreciated it more if they would have just filmed it in a way I could actually understand what's really happening. Yeah, it was a little all over the Because a lot of time they're just zoomed in on Hellboy, but then they'll, like, go up and, like, show, the, like, giant, like, real quick. Like, it just, they they were it going, was as bad as the Transformer fight scenes. They were going for the effect that some movies do if they try to, in action scenes, to make you, um, confused on what's going on yeah because in an actual fight scene you an actual fight you might be a little confused but this is a technique that works well in war movies 
battles. Yeah. And large fight scenes. It kind of felt like that in a way. Battles. You know, in war movies, any war movie, well, at least that deals with, like, World War II and on, or, like, modern war. Yeah. Um, You'll have, like, explosions, bullets flying everywhere, and the camera's, like, jumping around. But that works within that because it is supposed to be a very frantic scene where you don't know what exactly is going on. This movie is one guy fighting three giants, and it's filmed the same way. I mean, to, be, sp- to be fair, though, Hellboy in this scene was kind of thrown into the fight. He was not... No, I see that. So you could see how the character would is supposed to be kind of like he's still so, trying to mentally catch up with what's going on. It was on. just how everything was mixed together that yeah. really hurt the scene. Um, and so, yeah, he kills the giants and he like cuts one of their heads in two. And, you know questionable cgi especially the gore parts that's yeah. where it gets really bad um because besides that it's like it's when he fine. impales that giant on the tree the and tree, then, like, and then he's like he's like smelling his breath and he's like oh what did you eat it's like you know what the fuck he ate you saw him kill the soldiers <laughs> and eat them yeah don't be asking that um but yeah that scene <laughs> was supposed to be a really cool action fight scene and i did not have fun watching it no, it was, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, he kills giants easily, yep. basically. And then... Uh, but somehow all the British guys kill him, like, fuck him up. Like, that, yeah. that's just... Whatever. Um, and then and then he gets rescued. Then he gets, quote-unquote, rescued by, by... Alice. Arguably the worst character in this movie. My personal least favorite character. I think my I know second have, least favorite. You have a different opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um... On, on, not on it's bad. You have a different opinion on the worst character. Yeah. <laughs> we agree she's she's not a good character. The only good character is uh, Ian freaking... Ian McShane. McShane. Yeah, and, um, and I like the pig guy. Actually. The pig guy was actually kind of fun. <laughs> Even though he's not an actual person. He was super campy, but I kind of like Super campy, it. but the CGI was actually all right on him. It was good, enough. It it was, was good on him. It, was, it, it did the job. Um, um, it didn't feel out of place. It's weird. And he, some of the CGI looks really horrible, and then some of it's like, yeah, that looks fine. That looks and like he was the only character in the whole movie, movie. I think him, he was the only character in the whole movie that like cracks jokes that I actually found was entertaining. Yeah, he was actually an entertaining character. Whoever you know, did the voice acting for him. Yeah, you because know, like he comes, like there's a scene where like Nimue is on the couch with her severed arms and she's watching TV, and he comes in with like the pack of Jaffa cakes, which is like the, those English cookies. And he's like, you never believe what people are throwing away these days. Like, he's clearly dumpster diving. I mean, it's really bad, like, uh, cheesy humor. Yeah, but, but at kinda, least it made me laugh. It kind of yeah. worked. <laughs> the other character that is kind of funny sometimes is Ian McShane, but in a different way. He's funny in that kind of, he has that he dry has sense of humor. That dry, kinda. sarcastic dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of, he does it well. And then Hellboy actually does a lot of dad jokes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was one I laughed at, but in an ironic way. I was like, ah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Alice, right? Mm-hmm. She picks them up in her like van, and she's like a spiritual medium or something? Psychic? Sort of. So sort of they explain gypsy. her background later. That she was when she was a kid, she was kidnapped by fairies. Yeah, and that's the backstory of the pig guy too, because the pig guy was a changeling. Well, we'll get that, to that. Well, well, this is important. I think this is important to okay the explaining out. Okay, about. okay. So you know, 
And after she was kidnapped by the fairies and returned, that she they explained that that's after that she she's had like these psychic powers, mm. um, which later in the movie she, you realize she doesn't just have psychic powers; she can also punch zombies, ghosts out of their bodies. By the way, that's the worst CGI. That was well, that was weird. One of the worst CGI bits in this movie. It's so weird, and it's also just horribly done. Like, they'll have someone's, like, head, and then the rest of it's, like, really shoddy CGI, and then you have a real person's face that looks really freaking weird. Yeah. It looks like a Snapchat filter. Oh, yeah. That bad. Yeah. Um, but, she, so, yeah, he rescued her when she was a baby. And they showed us later on, actually. Yeah. And they're, like, kind of flirtatious. That's yeah, kind of weird. And there's this one scene where, like, she's looking at him, they're looking at each other in a really weird way, but then it just cuts to a different scene. Yeah. It's like, huh, I wonder what they cut. My main <laughs> problem with Alice is, first of all, like, she was not well acted. Oh, the actress, the actress I hate to say this, she did not do a good job. She phoned it in. She She felt like a drama Like a drama uh, student. student. In yeah. High school. Like, she, she was not. She did have emotion. It was just. But really out of place. It, it was often. really out of place, um, and it didn't really sync up with. And also the. And character... by the way, David Harbour, he's just bored yeah. throughout this whole. He movie. looks. He looks bored. Like <laughs> I like his stuff. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, he's the best. In, in my opinion, he's the best part about Stranger Things. Yeah. In this, he's just so bored. He he's just, he looks bored. He looks yeah. bored. He acts but... bored. He delivers his line with no. Yeah. And the other thing with Alice is also the character itself. She is so, like, she's really fucking full of herself. Oh yeah, she's one she's of those really... I'm empowered. <laughs> well, I no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think she came off as empowered. I think it felt she, that way to me. But... No, I, I, I don't think it came off as like they were trying to do an empowered woman. She just came off as just straight up cocky. Yeah, yeah. Like, not empowered because I'm a woman. No, she's just cocky. Just so annoying, cocky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's the character. I don't know. I, yeah. Um, I don't know the comics. So so after after me, Alice, they, they have some boring conversation. They have a very boring conversation. Um, and then... Oh, and, by the way, I know um, Hellboy. And by the way, what's his real name? Is it just Hellboy? Uh, or does I, he have, like, a demonic name? He does have a demonic name. They say it at some point in the movie. They say it, like, once, but they everyone else just calls him Hellboy. Like, his dad calls him Hellboy. Well, they, they, of... they play with the idea that his he does have a demonic name, but um, his name is Hellboy because that's the name that he's Is his biological by. dad basically Satan? I don't know. Something like that. Something like um, that. Like Anun Rama. Anun Un Rama. Huh. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But yeah, they just call him Hellboy. Um, which is weird because he's a full-grown man with like... It's, it's it's kind of a weird character name in my opinion. It's cool, but it, it's kind of weird at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's iconic. Yeah. Um, but they they have this conversation and then and then the SWAT team like, oh, you've really in. grown. Yeah. And then they started <laughs> flirting. Um, last time he saw her was when she was a, a baby. A baby. Um, and then the SWAT team breaks in for no good reason. Quote unquote SWAT team. Um, he has a childish argument with his dad. And then your least favorite character. So up. my least favorite character, which I can't remember his name, but and please Ben 
Dynamo. Um, I say this with all the love I have. The Asian guy. Ben uh, Daimyo. Ben Daimyo. I just refer to him as Asian guy. <laughs> but the reason is he just felt like the forced like diversity in the movie. Well, they actually did his character really well from the comics. It was the other character that was forced diversity. Alice, because in the comics she's just like a white Irish. She, she's an Irish woman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I have nothing wrong. Ben, Ben. Uh, but anyways, uh, he is the worst character because <laughs> his acting performance. Who is the actor? Um, Daniel Day Kim. He's from Hawaii Five-0. Th- that, that explains a lot. Yeah, he's a TV actor. He's a TV actor, and it <laughs> felt that way. But every single line he delivered had no emotion whatsoever, and he had the worst, most stereotypical British accent I've ever heard. It was really poorly done. And here's the kicker, too. So in the comics, even though they did this character mostly actually technically pretty well, it was just very poorly um, uh, portrayed and written, but the character itself was technically all right. Um, so they have this American, uh, this American guy playing a British guy very poorly. Yeah. When in the comics, the character is Asian American. There's no reason. Why did for everyone them to besides have Hellboy have to be vaguely British? Yeah, they had to. For some reason, they had to make him British. I don't understand why. I think he would have done a slightly better job if he wasn't focusing on the British accent. I think so, too, yeah. Either way, his character is garbage. He's the most stereotypical, like, tough, like, military guy. Yeah. But he's British, and it's, <laughs> and it's a really bad British accent. Because everything else they did about the character is, like, perfectly fine with the comic story origins, you know? It's just the acting. It's just the acting and the writing. There's is... no emotion. There's no, you know, he's just doing it for the paycheck. Um, but he shows up and he's like, he has, he's against Hellboy because Hellboy is a monster, demon guy. He's like, we shouldn't be working with you guys. And Hellboy makes fun of the Scarface. He has a big scar on his face, which later gets explained. Um, yeah. But a little bit later on, so correct me if I'm wrong. So if I SWAT team guys... That chick with the white hair, Lady Hatton or something her name is? Yeah, something she like that. She died? Yeah, she was murdered by the pig guy. Oh, yeah. See, I forgot Yeah, he that just part. murdered everyone in the Osiris Club. Oh, yeah. Off screen. Off screen. See, that's why I forgot it. Yeah. Uh, and then the psychic lady, Alice, she touches her dead body or something? Yeah, it's like, so she can And like, then a summon. weird... By the way, this is... <laughs> The CGI is terrible. The art concept is terrible. It Maybe it was like this in the comics, but I don't like it. This weird ghost slug, like, haunting in Connecticut. Vomits out of her mouth. Like, haunting in Connecticut style, vomits out of her mouth. And and I talked about it earlier, how it's just like a Snapchat filter. You have, like, a person's real face and then a bunch of shoddy CGI. And she tells a more exposition She's like, uh, <laughs> you have to go get the uh, thing to, what was it? The sword? Excalibur. Get Excalibur. It exists. Go get it. Yeah. What else does she say? Well, yeah, I can't yeah. Remember. she says something about Excalibur, 
And but like warning him, like if he takes Excalibur, he'll become start like the, the apocalypse, king, demon king, like yeah, something like that. Um. So yeah, that part really sucked. <laughs> but then, <laughs> so the queen, she's resurrected. She, he's getting the pig boy is getting her body parts. And mm-hmm. yeah, you talk about that scene where she's sitting there with her body parts disembodied from herself, and like, um. They're, like, watching TV or <laughs> And, um, so Hog, baby guy, he wants revenge on Hellboy because he was a changeling. Yeah, so... When so, he, yeah, he's originally, like, this Hog guy, but then they changed him into a baby so he could live as a person. Yeah, because they... he replaced the baby. Yeah, they stole the real baby. I don't know why yeah. the fairies do that, but they want the real baby, so they put in the baby's place a changeling. Yeah. Um, and theoretically, the changeling would get raised. Yeah, and just be a yeah, human. And have a human life. Yeah. Um, and Hellboy robbed him of that. Yeah, and Hellboy robbed him of that, even though you were robbing the parents of their babies, so yeah, yeah, you're it's... fucked up too, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and it, this funny, but it's kind of a Looney Tunes scene with him. Oh, yeah. When he's, like, running around and... and he's a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> he's a Looney Tunes character, and I think that's why he's the best character. <laughs> but... Uh, and anyways, they get the real baby back. That's Alice, I guess? Yes. By the way, he was flirting with her, and the last time we saw her was when she was a baby. Let's just reiterate that. Yeah, um, it's weird. Weird. <laughs> but then, so he's like, I want revenge on Hellboy. And she's like, you get that, but you could destroy the human race. And he didn't really want to do that, but he just wanted revenge on Hellboy. Um, so yeah, it came out of the British chick's mouth, the slug lady. Queen's resurrected, da, 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 and then, then he has this whole argument with his dad. His dad's like, "Stop being a bitch." He's like, "But you, you raised me to be a weapon," and his dad was like, "Yeah, because I was just trying to make you the best you could be." So he's like mad at his dad. Keeps bitching about it, he's um, just a and child. then Hellboy shows up the fight with the SWAT team guys and the Asian guy. Uh, then, um, to fight, uh, the hog guy. And they thought the queen was there, but she was gone. Or something? This is the Osiris Club part? No. Uh, that already happened. No, they show up and he fights the hog guy for a couple, for like a minute. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the Osiris Club. Okay. Part. So it was this right after, this is, this is a conversation with his dad happened later. Because this is in the same scene. No, this is This is the same scene when he fights the hot guy and then uh, has the vision with, uh, what's her face? Oh, yeah, yeah, This is in the same scene as when they did the slug thing with the lady. I watched this movie last night and I was (laughs) genuinely trying to pay attention to it. And then I watched a little bit more of it before this and I still don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I like movies. I love watching movies. Movies are great. If they're good. <laughs> Even if you're kind of good. I watch plenty of movies that get bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, but I enjoy them. Yeah. But this movie, oh my god, it was just horrible. But <laughs> um, So then they go... A little bit later, they go to seek out Excalibur. So when they seek out Excalibur, that's... Uh... So they, they, they... No, no, first he gets... So after after the whole confrontation with the pig guy, um, he that's when he has the argument with his dad that you mentioned, and then he gets visit 
he gets summoned by Baba Yaga. Oh yeah, this was actually one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, this is actually one of the few good scenes in the movie. Like objectively. Yeah, so he gets um, he gets summoned by Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. So John Wick shows up. Yeah, it yeah. turns into a good movie chicken all of a house. sudden. Yeah. He's in the chicken house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby Yaga is freaky and gross. Oh, yeah. Okay. But in a really good way. I the character design of that it's horrifying to look at. It's gross. But it was really She's well done. This, just oh, like shit. fucked up looking hag. Her tits are literally sagging. They show that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's missing an eye. She's fucked up looking. And but it's really good art design. And the CGI are practical. I think it was mostly CGI. I think it's a combination of CGI a and practical. Yeah. yeah. But she does like the crab and like spider rock, like backwards thing. I thought that scene was pretty cool. I mean, Hellboy's, I mean, David Harbour's acting was still bland. It was still bland, but, but was, at the same that time. That scene had a really good direction. And At the same time, it's one of the few scenes where he doesn't act like a fucking child. Yeah. He acts serious. I mean, he's still bland, but he's. He acts taking like it Hellboy. You know, well, like, Hellboy is a joke. Because the well, joking character, but he can joke. But the rest of the movie is like he's either acting as a child or he's just being fucking immature. Yeah, and there's a difference between being. Well, like, Ron Perlman's Hellboy. He's a serious badass, but he's also funny. Yeah, and even Ron it's Perlman's like Hellboy can be immature and childish. Yeah, but not all the time. Yeah, he knows when the. Yeah. Get real. But she's like, "Oh, give me your eyes, Hellboy." Yeah, because he cut her eye out during a battle or something. Yeah, he defeated her before and banished her to that dimension. And okay. Took her eye, I guess. And she wants his eye, or both of them? Just one of them to just replace. One of them? Just replace, one of them? Okay. Replace the <laughs> one he, he took from her. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's basically just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, so he makes a deal with her, has a really gross kiss to seal the deal. And then, oh, yeah. And, and then he. Oh, Wait, let's talk about this kiss. Yeah, it is really nasty. She literally licks his face, and there's, like, this sludge on his face. Questionable white stuff. He has stuff. the appropriate reaction to it as well. He's, he's disgusted by it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even, like, after the scene, like, after he comes back, when he's back at the, the headquarters, he's like, can someone get me a fucking mint? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he has the kiss with her, seals the deal, um, and then... Um, She's, like, about to try to take his eye, but then he was like, nope, actually, you never specified when. Yep. So I'm going to keep my eyes, so she curses him that something he's loved is going to die. Yeah. And we'll see that later on. Yeah. Um, But she tells him where to find the witch, uh, Nimue. Does she tell him where to find Excalibur? No, because he does not, he doesn't know about Excalibur other than those, like, weird visions. Okay. Um, so he, t- she tells her what to find Nimue at Pendle Hill, which is like really fucking stupid because that's, they don't know much about Nimue, but they know that the legend of her is heavily connected around Pendle Hill. So they never thought to check there. <laughs> yeah. Right. And also he like shoots her, or does this come yet where he shoots her in the head? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, they go to Pendle Hill and this is where... Alice learns to uh, punch ghosts. Yeah, she can punch her like ghosts. Yeah, like out of zo- bodies to like, like punch kill, your spirit to out. kill zombies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Nimue gets fully resurrected, and Hellboy shoots her in the face. 
but then she tries to like seduce him. But now mortal weapons supposed to harm her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Except for uh, the Good Samaritan. As far as I know, um, that's just a regular what double barrel shotgun or like what does he have? No, he was using the Good Samaritan. That's his Hellboy's big ass. Oh yeah, Hellboy. yeah. He's really big. It's you know the the Guillermo del Toro movies have it's the help it's the one that where he's like uh, when he's hunting the demon dog at the beginning where he's like you know I'm a really bad shot but the Samaritan here has really big bullets. Is that a magical weapon? No. It's just a regular. It's a really big gun. It's just a really big gun, but it's. Um, I could be wrong. As far as we I know, I don't think it's magical in any it's way. It's just like a mortal weapon. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's just a big ass. Revolver. Yeah, pretty much. Let's see. So he's on the official Hellboy wiki, by the way. Yeah. Um, this says it's from the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy films, so this might not be from the... Okay. But, but they, they clearly adapted it for this movie. They, you know, it's become... Oh, it of, was created for the films? I don't know, but according to the wiki... It's a fictional weapon from Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy films. Yeah. In the comics, what does he... Does he just have, like, a regular... Well, in the comics, I know he used... One iteration is he does use a sword. Well, and we see that later on in this movie. Yeah. Oh, they have ones on Etsy. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's in the comics or not, but they clearly based the gun he's using off of. It's just one. a big gun. And there's anyways, nothing special about it other than it's big. She's in her head, and it damages her. She heals, but it damages her. Yeah, so it blows that off half her face. Blows, yeah. <laughs> and then she just regenerates from it, but, you know. Well, she regenerated from Matt's caliber. Yeah. But that was supposed to be a... It's supposed to be the freaking weapon, the sword... But the gun does the same thing. It hurts her. But, um, so it contradicts itself there. Um, but, uh, so they fight, and then... They fight, she fucks off through a portal or something like that. Yeah, she just fucks off. (laughs) Um, and then... Oh, yeah, she throws that, like, spike thorn thing, poison thing, into Alice's neck. Oh, I forgot. Well, and, I just didn't care about that character, so I forgot yeah, about it. so she does that, and then one of the, the witches that had betrayed her... Goes oh, the to, witch I was mentioned in the flashback. Yeah, she goes to Alice and she's Hellboy, and she alive. says, like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, she's still alive, and, you know, she's betraying Nimue again, and she's a total throwaway character. Um, but she goes to them, she's like, don't touch that, you'll make it worse. Um, and they ask her where if she can help, and she's like, I can't help, but there's one person from the old world who can. Mm-hmm. So they go find Merlin. Merlin's alive. And it's a really quick jump cut travel sequence. Where oh, they're they, like, oh, they don't show the process of them. Merlin? Okay, we find my, we're there. Yeah, we they, find Merlin. they don't show the process of finding out where Merlin is. They just show them like a quick jump cut of them traveling and then they go into the cave and, crazy? and there's Merlin. This is still a two hour movie. Yeah. That's a crazy movie. <laughs> but they, they somehow rush through scenes, but still keep it at two hours. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. I, I, yeah. And that makes it even worse. Cause it's, Oh God. But yeah. anyways, but this is where, this is where Hellboy really, this is where Excalibur. So they in. find Merlin. So they find Merlin to heal Alice. It's his last power that he can use after he heals Alice. Yeah, he uses the last of his energy to, to summon Excalibur. Summer, summon 
the sword and stone Excalibur. Yeah. And then Hellboy, he's gonna go pick it up, but then he sees the vision. Yeah, and Hellboy doesn't want to become of him with the big ass horns and the fire halo. Yeah, he doesn't want to. I thought that. that was awesome. I wanted to see more of that. Yeah. Um, that would have been really cool. That was just like a they just big fuck you to the audience. It's like, they look at this really else. cool part with really awesome art direction and really cool um, just <laughs> act. Like it, it was just cool. Yeah. But so they, they – they, <sighs> he he refuses Excalibur. Merlin dies. Well, that, okay. Is this when he sees the vision, like the big epic vision? Yeah, there's a pretty epic vision. Is there. this when he sees it? Yeah. Or is that later on? I think this is it. Okay, so this is my favorite part of the movie, definitely. So he sees this vision of him riding on this big demon dragon, very Dark Souls looking. Mm. And um, he's got the flaming Excalibur. He's got the big fire crown, like Halo thing. The huge demon horns. He just looks like freaking Satan, and he's the king of the earth. And he comes down. And he slices through a bunch of humans. He's just like the dominator of Earth. Yeah, it just, I thought that was awesome. It was pretty. That cool. was so metal. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted more. It reminded of that. me of Doom. It was very Doom, especially when he comes out and starts killing uh, people. Uh, now, now I want to go play Doom. Right, that's something good. But here's <laughs> my nitpick with this scene, and it's a nitpick because it's with the rest of the movie. But whenever he's cutting up the humans or whatever, they look so bad. The CGI form. Yeah, they look like video game characters. They look like Scorpion King level almost. Yeah. Like CGI. It's pretty bad. They just look like classic, like fake humans. It, it, it. <laughs> but that scene is awesome. Yeah. Put that scene into the, one of the old Hellboy movies as a flashback or like a vision. Yeah. Wow, that'd be really good. Um, and yeah, I wanted because I remember because he was the, like riding that dragon. Too. Well, and when the trailer came out, I was like, "Are they doing like a different thing with Hellboy?" Because they showed him walk up in the trailer with the flaming. Ex- I didn't know it was Excalibur at the time, but he had a flaming sword, the big freaking horns, and the crown. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a different Hellboy." Yeah, it's like this is gonna be really awesome. Well, they played with that in the Guillermo del Toro movies. They just didn't show it as much. Yeah, you know, they played with. The big horns. Well, they, they play with the big horns, but they, they never the, had Excalibur. They have the crown, and they show the uh, the vision of him in the apocalypse type of thing. Well, yeah, they show, like, the big demonic looking, but yeah. they don't show, like, the sword. They don't show him, like, fucking people up. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. That's the best part of the movie. Just watch that scene. Cool. Um, it has questionable CGI, but it's still the best part of the movie. Um, so he sees the vision, which is awesome. And then... Uh, he's like, no. Yeah. And then Merlin yells at him Merlin's like, fuck you. I just used the last of my magic and I'm going to die now. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) And he dies. He He, dies. He like fucking like. Does he turn into like a moth? He like something? He like like Thanos is away. Yeah, he Thanos is away. He like disintegrates. He disintegrates. (laughs) Um. Um. And then the Asian guy makes an offhand joke. Oh, did you get done talking with Gandalf? It's like, but they were unconscious during the whole part. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Um, so, okay. I'm a little lost what happens and then, after that. And Yeah, I am too. Um, so he I have Dark Souls fight in my notes. <laughs> when do we get to that? 
know. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, wait. But the queen, she wants to bring back the new Eden, or she wants to bring back Eden, remake the Earth or something like that. That's, like, one thing she mentions once. What she wants to do is she wants to destroy humankind so monsters can live if she wants to bring about the apocalypse. No, but she mentions bringing back Eden. Yeah, that must be Eden to her. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, she starts but, a plague okay, so... about this time, right? Then he finds out, Merlin also tells him, we almost went over this, but oh, that his mom was like the granddaughter or something of King Arthur. Yeah. And she I had sex with a goat demon. Yeah, it was like one of the lords like of hell. Bethlehem. It was like one of the lords of hell. It was practically I think I, lo- I think I looked it up as like Azale or something like that. Okay. In the comics. Practically Satan. She has sex with him and that's how Hellboy's born. He's half human, half demon. And he also has the blood of King Arthur, which the makes Lord. him the rightful heir, which to makes him the Britain. rightful heir to, yeah, um, <laughs> which is stupid. <laughs> but that's why he can lift Excalibur. Was that always in the lore that you have to be King Arthur's blood? I don't know. I or think, do you, is it a worthy thing? I, like, or, I, I think it's like you have to be the the true, like or king. just the true king. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay. Um... But yeah, he finds that out, and I thought that was really weird, and I never knew that about Hellboy. Did they talk about that in the original movies, that he's the no. descendant of King Arthur? No. See? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I thought that was kind of a cool addition to the lore in a weird way. Yeah. But it also felt just, oh, we have to make it work with this movie, so let's do this. Um, but... Um, so then, the queen is just going out infecting people in London. Yeah, she starts like a plague that's like like s- fucking people up, like fucking coronavirus, like killing people left and right. Well, she's like um, melting people's faces with this plague. Yeah. Um, and then her demons get summoned. Or no, that doesn't happen. That quite doesn't yet. happen yet. Almost. They're that's, not her demons, actually. They're just demons. They're just demons in general. Because, yeah, and that's because of Hellboy. Oh, yeah, so, okay, so she's spreading plague, and they're like, okay, let's go get her, guys. And then, so he shows up to this church. Yeah, it was, like, fucking, like, St. Paul's Cathedral or something like that. Yeah, so the pig guy... I assume it's a big cathedral in, like, London. I assume it's (laughs) St. Paul's. So they show up, and the pig guy's way bigger now. He's, like, freaking buff. Yeah, he's whole. And this is when we get to the Dark Souls fight. Because you have, like, this big pig guy in a cathedral... And you have Hellboy dodge rolling uh, around. Yeah. It felt very Dark Souls-y. Dark Souls fight. I thought that was kind of cool. I see. <laughs> and, but he easily dispatches these giants, but he has such a hard time with this pig he guy. He does have a really hard the time with the pig guy. pig guy is like substantially more powerful than the giants. I, I guess he's magically enhanced. Yeah. He's, so, yeah. Okay. Um, so he's fighting. But here comes... And then... <laughs> and then... And then Ben. Ben. He turns into a jaguar thing. Okay, so his backstory is he was like in. Where was he? Central America. South like America, Central, like, like vaguely Central America. <laughs> yeah. And he's in the squad, and this man eater, like wear cheetah thing. It's like wear panther, something like starts that. Starts killing all his guys. And I guess he got turned into one? Yeah, he survived. That's what he the got, scar was? He got infected he and got cursed. got infected, yeah. Yeah, he got infected and cursed, and 
That's actually in the comics. In the comics, he is a, like a werepanther. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But what I do have a problem with, so he has the whole transformation scene. He's like, okay, I'm going to finally do it now. And that's when we get to the really, really bad CGI. That's some pretty this bad. This is the worst CGI in the movie, arguably. Yeah. It's, he transforms, and you know, have you seen American Werewolf in London? Yeah, it's a really good movie. The transformation? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, and it's all practical effects. So they showed you could do it in the freaking 70s same, or 80s. Isn't whenever that, that the came same out. guy who did the uh, special effects for the Howling too? I think it was Tom Savini. Was it Tom Savini? Look it up. I think it was Tom Savini that did that special effect. Yeah. A lot um, of practical effects back then. He did a lot of stuff for the Jason movies. He, um, I think it was Tom Savini. Um. He's awesome. Was it? Oh, it was someone else? Uh, Rick Baker? Rick Baker. Okay. Um, well. But, alright. Um, he didn't work on the Halloween. Almost worked on the Halloween. He almost worked on it. Um. But yeah, that was great. And that was all practical. They didn't have CGI back then, obviously. It was all practical effects. It was a really awesome transformation. It was grotesque. It looked pretty real. It still looks real. Um, this transformation, it's all CGI. It's all shitty. It, it, it looks... It's just so bad. Like, you see the CG, his CGI face. Yeah. By the way, and CGI human faces has never been done well, I don't think. It's really difficult. It's extremely difficult. And there's th- there's specific things that people always get wrong. One of them is the upper lip. Uh-huh. Upper lip. Your upper lip doesn't move in the same way like it's as your jaw in a little bit. Yeah. Like if you're looking at me talk, my upper lip actually isn't moving that yeah, much. Yeah, it's just your lower lip moving. Um, and CGI, people get that wrong all the time. It's one of the things that made the uh, – when they – in the Justice League – when they CGI'd off Henry Cavill's mustache. Oh, boy. Why that looked so bad. And it wasn't because of the the mustache part. It was because they had to CGI his upper lip. There was a disconnect with his and, upper lip and the rest of his and face. And they had his upper lip. It was like <laughs> moving too much. It was weird. <laughs> that was so bad. And I can't believe Henry Cavill could It's way easier to put on a fake mustache. It That's was a, so cheap It wasn't his thing. It was a contract. Really, he had to have the mustache. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a contract. Thing. Had to have it. This was the studios couldn't work it out. I believe. That's so stupid. Yeah, I know, right? It <laughs> costs five bucks to get a fake mustache. They can do really, really good fake mustache. That's so easy. Yeah. Instead of CGIing over a mustache, which is way harder. Yeah. And looks costs way a dumb. Lot more money. It looks so dumb. Yeah. The openings, by the way, the opening scene in Justice League shows like a kid filming Superman talking to him, and it literally the first scene shows the shitty CGI on his face. Those weird. Why? Lips. Why? But that movie is so better than they this. could have deep faked Henry Cavill. Oh, deep fake is crazy. By the way, they That's... could have deep faked him and made it look better. And trust me, deep fake isn't always. It looks really good if it's done right. If but it's, it's done but, well. But also, it's... deep fakes are often much lower resolution. That's true, yeah. So it's not always practical. But I, there's this movie. guy on YouTube. 
I forget his name, but he does deepfakes. Oh, yeah. And you should watch, if you're into special effects, watch on YouTube the channel The Corridor Crew. Oh, yeah, I watch um, them all the time. They do the special effects artists. Yeah, they, and they pretty, review special those effects. Those are pretty fun videos. But there's this guy that does deep fakes, and he does them so well, and he's just like one guy. Um, doesn't have a big budget or anything. Is this the guy that did the um, Robert Downey Jr. And he did that one, yeah. Tom Holland that one looked in Back really to the good. Future? Yeah, that was insane. He does a lot of Shining ones where he replaces um, Jack Nicholson with Jim Carrey. Whoa. Because I get they do have similar faces the more you think about it. Yeah. And it's really Because that's a key weird. thing. They actually deep fake. You have to have similarities. Um, well, yeah. Your face structures. Face structure. And, also, you have to have the right mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool, crazy stuff. And it's like in the future, it's like, will we even know what we're looking at as real anymore? Yeah. Like you're watching the news. Is that really them or is that a deep fake? Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. It will, it's gonna get to, and it, like, this guy proves it can get to the point where you can't distinguish, like, the difference. Like, let me show you real quick. Yeah. This shining one with Jim Carrey. If, oh, okay, pause it real quick. If you're listening at home, you want to watch this with us, we're, you can pause it. We'll put the link you, in for you. Yeah, you can pause it and look up The Shining starring Jim Carrey, episode two, The Bat Deepfake. Yeah, we'll put it in the link. So we'll skip ahead. So it's the scene where she finds the... Uh, All work and no play makes, makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah, she finds yeah. that. Yes. It doesn't look fake to me. It That's really <laughs> weird. That looks like an actual human, but part of your brain is like, it's not because... That's supposed to be Jack Nicholson. It's so weird. That looks... Right here. That looks like a real person. That looks, that, uh, That's so wild. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this guy, he's Control-Shift-Face. If you want to check out his other... He has all kinds of stuff. But, um... Control shift face. People have comments on here. The technology is scarier than the movie in itself. <laughs> Jim Carrey would do wonders in a horror film. That's true. That would be really be cool. Great. Yeah. Um, Speaking of The Shining, though, you know, um, if we're doing ever doing more episodes on movies, we should talk about some horror films. And well, talk yeah, about The Shining. Well, yeah, The Shining. I mentioned The Lighthouse earlier. Mm -hmm. Definitely expect more movie episodes from us. But yeah. The whole point of this podcast, we're gonna be doing a lot of different stuff. So next yeah. week it could be, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be a sandwich. Sandwich. Um, we could, it could be. We could talk about pastrami for half an hour. Pastrami sandwiches. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I love pastrami sandwiches. Jackson, do you prefer pastrami sandwiches the the traditional deli way with the like New York deli style with the the, the rye and coleslaw and Russian dressing, or do you like it like the uh, style like the hat where it's the 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 hoagie with the uh, mustard and pickles? Well, at the hat I didn't have their sandwich actually. I had their like pastrami like French fry thing. Oh yeah, that was amazing. 
they have like this fast food way of doing it. Yeah, it's it's greasier pastrami. It's very street style. I love it though. <laughs> it's like street style pastrami, kind of greasier, and and they serve their sandwiches. They serve them on a with on like a hoagie, like a bun with a with uh, mustard and pickles. But and I would say for the most part, I prefer the deli way, the, 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 the proper the rye, the, rye, the yeah. coleslaw. I love coleslaw. I do like that. I I think I, I prefer the the, the the mustard and pickles style, but I the pastrami itself. Actual meat. I can eat pastrami. The by deli version, all day. the deli ones, always typically like they have thicker pastrami often. I have pastrami back home. I can't wait to eat that tonight. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm getting pastrami for my birthday. That's an excellent birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> if any, oh, any vegetarians listening, uh, we like meat. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> back to Hellboy. Speaking of meat, there's a lot of meat in this movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere very sexual with that. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure I was going to be There's a lot of man meat. <laughs> Some man meat. And a lot of gore. There's a lot, a lot of, of meaty gore. Gore meat. See? A lot Transition. Of, a lot of British meat. Yeah, a lot of British meat. A lot of bad cinematography But meat. so, okay. <laughs> so, Cheetah Man. Cheetah Man, right. Uh, uh, I think he's a jaguar, technically. Jaguar, whatever. Um, doesn't doesn't matter. No, no. The CGI is horrible. The CGI when he is the jaguar werewolf thing is horrible. Yeah. And he fights the uh, pit guy, and he doesn't really do anything. Kind of just scratches him every he once. Kind of scratches him, and he still gets his ass kicked. And Hellboy, they both get their ass kicked. I love how when he transforms to it, he jumps in, and Hellboy looks at him and goes, "All right, let's go fight." He doesn't think twice about how the Asian guy just turned into a fucking jaguar. Yeah. Like, does not question it. It's like, in a different version of this movie, he already knew that. Yeah. What happened. But, um, so they fight Pig Eye. Pig Eye wins, actually. Mm-hmm. But then the Queen Witch, uh, Nimue. She saves? She shows up, and she... She's like, Pig Eye, don't kill him. She doesn't want Hellboy to get killed because she wants him to be the new king alongside yeah. her. And so he she's kills just the... hot. She's hot for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and she's hot anyways, that actress. She is pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she kills the pig guy. if you're listening. If um, you're listening. Please... We, we think you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. You got some good genes. Um. But why were you in this movie? It was bad. Yeah, yeah. But, terrible, uh, terrible career choice. Well, a lot of your career choices. <laughs> I like the Underworld movies. They're okay. I mean, for what they are. They're fun. They're not At least bad. they're fun. They're not as this bad as movie, this. I didn't have fun with this movie. This, By the way, this movie was a chore for me to watch. I'll keep on saying that. Um, but she turns the Hawkeye into a baby and then explodes him? Something like that. I don't... She, like, reverses his age, turns him baby, and explodes him. This is the part where... See, I thought it would have been funny if she turned him into a baby and he just, like, ran off. This is the point in the sh- movie when I was watching it last night that uh, I stopped paying that much attention. <laughs> um, oh, me too, yeah. I mean, I was really trying. I was now. really... It's like, I have to do this. This is my job now. Well, not my job, but we, we're doing this. But, um... So he kills... No, we're not him. unemployed, like, cool podcast people. <laughs> but she kills him. <laughs> Yeah, and then... And I thought it'd be great if he just ran around as a little baby. Yeah, if she just let him go. That would have been funny. 
Um, but yeah, she kills him, and then she brings up Excalibur because it was under that church. The whole no, time. she didn't bring it up. It's it happens to be that that's under that church was where King Arthur's tomb was, and she, and no one she, knew to think about that. And she like threw like Hellboy crashes through like through a hole in the floor and stumbles into a Excal- Excalibur, and she knew it was she, just there. I think she knew it was there. And I love how no one thought to look into King Arthur's tomb. Well, no one knew where King Arthur's tomb was. It was lost. Mm-hmm. Just nobody thought to look at the center of London. It one of its biggest. Yeah, that's that one of its makes biggest sense. landmarks. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, so they he finds Excalibur again, and she's like, uh, "Take Excalibur and be my king." And she doesn't. But then his dad shows up. She had kidnapped his. Her yeah, dad. she kidnapped his dad. I don't remember when that happened earlier in the movie. And they never showed. Um, oh, because she destroyed the BPRD. Okay, and yeah, off screen she kidnapped. His yeah, dad. or the the British, she, the British people. She destroyed the British. British people. people. <laughs> now, the BPRD is all the way back in Colorado. They're probably all fine. Yeah, they're fine. Um, <laughs> the only people that aren't fine are people in London right now. Yeah. So she <laughs> she like fucking kills Ian McShane. Yeah, she kills him. And then the worst scene in this movie. <laughs> Hellboy goes and cries over his dead father. And his dad is like, do the right thing, basically. And don't be a bitch. Do the right thing. <laughs> well, well, he, he first, out of anger, before, the, before he talks to his dad again, out of anger, he grabs Excalibur. That then, happens after he dies. Yeah, and so he dies. No, he dies. So And he's just like... And this is verse. This is worse than the Darth Vader no. Okay, uh, it's just like no. He's just. It's the worst acting. <laughs> and, and then he, out of anger, he grabs his caliber. And this is where all the demons come out. And there's some pretty cool. Uh, okay, so he. I grabbed, thought the demons okay. seeing the demons ramp, rampage through London. Was he grabs cool. Excalibur. He turns into his superior demon form, big horns, flaming halo, and then the demons come out of the ground. In London. And, and just they start killing. slaughtering people. And they show it. And I thought that was pretty cool, actually. That was an example of a really well done shot. Not scene. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I, that's people. another scene I kind of like. Because cool. the demon designs looked cool. Yeah. They're just outright just killing people, eviscerating people. Yeah. And they're it's very, crazy. very creative designs for the demons. Very and good. But that only happens for, like, five seconds. Yeah, you, you don't see much of it. Um, and the whole thing is shown in the trailer. Yeah, and then, then, then all the cool parts of this movie is in the trailer. Oh yeah. If you want to see all the cool parts, just, just watch the trailer. Just watch the trailer. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's free. Yeah. Don't um, pay to see this movie. Uh, definitely don't pay to see this movie. <laughs> um, and then Alice like crawls over to the you know, dead Ian McShane and touches him. Um, and vomits. Oh yeah, so they vomit out Ian McShane. <laughs> uh, 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 and by the way, Ian McShane's why? Ghost. And this was really weird because it's still Ian McShane, but it was like on, like you said, it looks like a Snapchat filter. Shitty CGI, yeah. Of uh, just like Ian McShane plastered over a weird, like fucking sluggish thing. Yeah. It was weird. It's really weird. And he basically tells her boy to stop being a whiny uh, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And this is pretty much what he says. He, I bet he even says that. Um. Um. And but 
she, yeah, she brings him back to life. Hellboy is about to be evil, but he brings him back to life. He talks him out of it. And then Hellboy cuts her head off. <laughs> right? Yeah, he cuts her head off, and she, like, falls into one of those hell pits into hell. He cuts her head off, and she, he drops her head. And by the way, she's still alive. Like, she's still screaming and freaking out. And the CGI for that, for the head, is horrible. And she throw, he throws the head in, and um, they win. And all the cool demons that we saw for just, like, five seconds, they all get warped back into hell. Um, yeah. Did he put Excalibur up at that point? Did he put I it back? do not remember what he did with Excalibur. Or did he keep it? I don't remember. He overcame the... Either way, head cut off, grows her head in hell. And then it ends with an action scene with our new trio. Well, the trio we've been dealing with this whole time, but we hate. Um, you have the cheetah guy, you have this action scene, you have the lady punching ghosts out of people. And um, I was like, wow, I wish I would have seen more of this. Yeah. That yeah. last little action bit was actually all right. Like a buddy cop, like, yeah. sort of thing, like a team, detective team. And they thing. discover, oh, wait. No, they, they find a bunch of guys, and then they discover... Abe Sapien. Abe Sapien, yeah. yeah. The Who, fish guy. Yeah, I love Abe Sapien. He's cool. It's like, why was he in this movie? It's like, and they're alluding the sequels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's never going to be a sequel for this, I'll tell you that, for many reasons. Not only the reviews, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. But they show that, and then they show another post-credit scene. They're trying to do, like, the Marvel thing. Oh, we're going to have more stuff. No, you're not. A Hellboy um, extended universe. Yeah, no, you're not. Um, Hellboy meets the lobster. And for some reason, the lobster is the same age. Or no, he's a ghost. Right? So, I don't know. He's like a ghost. That <laughs> Hellboy's crying over his dad. The lobster shows up as a ghost, I guess. And he tells Hellboy, he's like, you got to go fight. You got to keep the fight going. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, Putin <laughs> talk, motherfucker. Yeah, and and I think there was another scene, but I didn't wait until after the credits. I think the after credits scene for I listened out of reviews. Baba Yaga is like, oh, I'll have my revenge. She like spawns this guy to fight Hellboy. Huh. I didn't wait until after the credits because I was yeah. done. Um, I was so happy. I've never been more happy for a movie being over. In a long time. And yeah, it was a really hard movie to watch. It was a slog. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they tease sequels, which is really funny because... And so, I looked it up earlier. So, this film, if you want to even call it that... By the way, on Rotten Tomatoes... And I'm not saying trust Rotten Tomatoes for everything... And that it's not always, you don't want to just go by it. But when it's this low, it's impressive. something is wrong. Yeah, that's impressive. The film has an approval rating of 17% based on 208 reviews. With an average rating of 3.6 out of 10. Not even 5. It's just so bad. Um, and even on Metacritic, and Metacritic is generally way more generous than Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, on Metacritic, it gets an average score of 31 out of 100, based on 44 critics. And yeah, 
it's just nuts. I haven't seen a movie this bad in a while. I haven't seen a movie rated this bad in a while, but it's these reviews are accurate. This isn't Disney attacking this movie. This isn't just people just spamming bad reviews. It's a bad movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Johnny Olinsky, Olinskiski, Sinski, Olinskiski. A New York Post called the film <laughs> a grotesque misfire, writing the race for worst movie of the year is heating up. You could even say it's hotter than hell. Now that Hellboy has taken the lead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's bad. Um, but here's the real kicker. You can make bad movies and still make more of them if they make enough money. Yeah. This movie. So, you know, you know, you know, example being like the Cheetah Girls. Mm -hmm. Wait, the Spice Girls, right? No, the Cheetah Cheetah Girls Girls. with, uh, Rave, That's So Raven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made like five of those. Yeah, they made so the movie came out, what, April... Let me get the real date. Nine? April 12th, 2019. So a year ago. And it feels like it came out in the 90s, by the way. Yeah. Um, it feels older than the old Hellboy movies. <laughs> I don't know how it did it. That's saying a lot, yeah. Um, and that older isn't bad, but it's older in a yeah. bad way. <laughs> um, it feels like a 90s superhero movie. But even those are enjoyable. Yeah. Like The Crow and like Blade and stuff like that. But anyways, the box office. So yeah, it came out April 12th. And then as of May 27th, 2019, Hellboy grows to 21.9 million in the United States and Canada. And 18.9 million in other territories worldwide. For a total, worldwide total of forty-four million. Forty-four million against a production budget budget of fifty million. Yeah. So it. So it lost five million dollars. Lost money. It didn't make enough money to. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it, Hellboy! You know how much I could do. It actually lost money. It literally lost six million dollars, and I've heard that a. Most of the movie budgets we see is not really the real budget. I've heard it could be as twice as that much. Yeah. So that's just saying a lot. Yeah, because oh, there's there's the the budget we see. That's the budget that was directly given to film. Yeah. But there's more money floating around. Well, yeah, marketing. Mar- stuff spent on marketing, merchandise. Marketing, but also just the business in general, the Hollywood business. There's always more money floating around. Yeah. Between, um, between parties. Jeez. Uh, it ended up uh, debuting um, at $12 million in its opening weekend. <laughs> Made $4.9 million on its first day. Um, yeah. It literally lost money. I mean, that's just crazy. There's a lot of bad movies that still make a ton of money. Yeah. This movie, for one, no one wanted a new Hellboy. No one cared. And as soon as people saw it and 
told him how shitty it was. Who's wanting to see this? <laughs> Even the Hellboy fans is like, yeah, I like Ron Perlman Hellboy. I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, and Ron Perlman Hellboy is really inaccurate to the comic books. Yeah. But it's their beloved movies, though. Mm-hmm. Owen Gleiberman, man, of Variety, said the film wants to be a badass hard R epic, but it's basically a pile of origin story gobbledygook. Frenetic and undercooked, full of limb-hacking, eye-gouging monster battles, as well as atmosphere of apocalyptic grunge that signifies next to nothing. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. It's a nothing movie. It's a nothing movie. It. <laughs> when I watched this, it was... I was not joking. I remember texting you and being like, I watched it all, boy. Um, it's probably one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> so... Harbor, um, David Harbor, he, uh, he respond, responded to this. Ooh. He said, we did our best, but there's so many voices that go into these things, and they're not always going to work out. I did what I could do, and I feel proud of what I did. How can you feel proud of that? Whatever. Good. I can kind of see what he's saying. He's, he's trying to say, like, basically the shittiness in the movie was a, probably a result of people arguing over our direct, over yeah. direction of where it should go. Yeah. Be done with it. But he said, ultimately I'm not in control of a lot of those things. No, he's just an actor. Yeah. That's he's true. not in control of anything pretty much except for how he portrays his character. Harbour also felt the film was unfairly compared to Marvel films stating, so everybody goes chocolate is delicious and these guys make the best chocolate. So as you judge the movies, it's like, well, it's not as chocolatey as this. This does not taste like chocolate at all. And I sort of want a world where there's more flavors than just comparisons to chocolate. So in that way, when Hellboy is viewed on the chocolate spectrum, it does very poorly. No, no, well, here's the thing. He's saying that it's on the chocolate spectrum. If Marvel is chocolate, Hellboy, Hellboy is, is Brussels like... sprouts. <laughs> Yeah, Marvel, even the worst Marvel movie, like Thor The Dark World, that's yeah. still a good Hershey's bar. Yeah, it's, it's still, still a good it's, piece of chocolate. It's bland, but, but it's, it's there's nothing special about it, but it's just it's still chocolate. And then some of the best ones you could argue is like uh, Ghirardelli or like yeah. whatever. Or, I'm going to say this, that Thor The Dark World may be chocolate, but sometimes that chocolate's really good when you're drunk. It exactly. It is drunk. Yeah. When, you're, when I was drunk, but like, Hellboy, Hellboy, all I wanted to say was, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> Hellboy yeah. wasn't even chocolate. It's <laughs> Brussels sprouts. It's, Brussels. it's ugh. Well, I would even argue it's inedible. It's, 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 it's edible, but just, it's like it's something you gotta sit through. It's, like, it is definitely a Brussels sprout because imagine you're taking this girl who thinks she knows superhero movies and she says Hellboy's one of her favorites and you're trying to get laid so you act like you like it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't trying. I wasn't acting. This like this is like if Marvel is Ghirardelli chocolate, uh, dark chocolate, for, for, or 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 the milk chocolate with the caramel. Like sixty percent dark. Yeah, the sixty percent dark. I don't like going too dark because then it's I, just like I like dark chocolate, but or or like the milk chocolate with the caramel. caramel. Oh yeah, those are delicious. <laughs> so if if the milk chocolate with caramel, if that's a Marvel movie, and then the original Hellboys, that's like a Snickers. Like, it's not, like, the most amazing movie ever, but it's a solid... So, like, Mila Jovovich. Delicious. The new Hellboy that's, like, you know, um, uh, 
that's like it's like a TV dinner. It's a it's not even a good TV dinner. It's yeah, one of those really cheap dollar ones. It's like one of those cheap dollar. It's like if you bought one of those cheap dollar. And not even one of their good options. It's yeah. like you bought one of those dollar ones, but it was like meatloaf. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's one of those dollar meatloaf um, <laughs> ones, and then they took a slice of the meatloaf and they. And on the picture, it looks and, really good. Well, right? it's like they, they, they bought one of those, and then they took a slice of the meatloaf, and they dipped it in chocolate. And that's <laughs> what they showed you as the trailer. And then when you go to take a bite, you're like, ooh, this is some chocolate candy. And you take a bite, and it's dollar store meatloaf. <laughs> so, yeah, his comparison to it being in the chocolate spectrum does not do it any favors. <laughs> Mila Jovovich... She said on Instagram that all her raddest films have been slammed by critics. So I bet, you know, Underworld, Resident mm. Evil, that stuff. And she argued that Hellboy would become a cult classic mm. due to her past films becoming cult classics, which they're not really. I think she's just trying to justify it. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's never going to be a cult It's just class. a bad movie. Um, like, uh, a movie in recent memory that is defined as a cult classic nowadays, Tenacious D. Tenacious D. That's a bad movie, but it's fun. It's still fun. It's actually a pretty good comedy, though. It's a good comedy. Um, another movie that it's is good a, for what it is. is an absolute, like, it's almost the definition of cult classic, um... But it did didn't do very well in the box office. Was not popular when it came out. Was the Big Lebowski? Oh yeah, it did not do well with critics and in the box office. But it's didn't a cult classic. Blade Runner even not do well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you should look that up. Um, I don't I don't know. Um, but I, think I thought it, it had a bad like box office um, back then. Yeah. Or or here's if you want to go into the because the, like these are movies we're talking about that. I think objectively are good movies. Blade Runner is one of my favorite sci-fi movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't do well in the box office. Examples of movies that objectively are bad, but I've become cult classics. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> That's objectively a terrible movie. Yeah. But it's I know fun. a lot of people who really like it's it. It's still a fun movie. It's I enjoy fun. watching it. It's Sean Connery. And, uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Jackman. Oh, I love that. That's movie. a horrible movie, but it's fun. Horrible, but I love it. It's a lot of fun. This movie, I had yeah. no fun. I like the guy who plays Dracula in that. Um, um, or um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> That's a fun movie. It's so it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's Abe Lincoln um, killing vampires. Yeah. So yeah, Hellboy. Um, What what would your rating be? We're gonna do a one to ten scale here at the Odd Drunk Podcast. This is my this is my rating of it. <laughs> it's my ratings. I'm not gonna give it a rating, and I'm gonna drink some rum. It, would that be a zero? That is what you make of it. You don't think it even deserves a rating? That is what I did instead of giving it a rating. <laughs> I drank some rum. Well, if I would actually have to give it a legitimate rating. Five being average, four being below average, three being really bad, two being horrible, one being disgusting. I would give it a one, maybe a two. 
I would rank this lower than I rank The Room. And The Room is known for being the room one of the worst movies ever. One of the worst movies ever. Horrible. It's, But it's so bad, it crosses that... It's actually watchable. The line into being good. At the same, yeah. Like, well, it's not good, but it's so bad it's funny. Yeah. It's so bad it's funny. It's actually, I can actually sit through the entire thing. Yeah. It's a weird movie to sit through. This movie, um, Hellboy is just bad. And you, it Yeah, this, this one, I, I don't want to sit through it. I, I don't want to ever see this movie again. The first time I've watched it two and a half times now, <laughs> um, uh, the first time, the first time I watched it, I watched it because I saw a bad review of it, and I was just so curious. Yeah. That I watched it, and I wanted to turn it off, but just out of spite of I started this, I need to finish it. I watched it all the way through. Well, also, and then I watched it last night, and um, I watched it mostly all the way through because we were doing this podcast. Um, I did turn off, turn it off, or did go upstairs um to go to bed about you know fifteen minutes before I ended though. Yeah. Um. And then we watched about 45 minutes of it before we started this. And I consider myself a pretty optimistic guy. I'm not a cynical person. I don't go in saying, oh, this is this is going to be bad. Yeah. I, but, I mean, yeah, I saw all the reviews and stuff, so that did influence me a little bit. You know, I was, like, expecting it to be bad. But I went in really trying. I'm going to really watch this, pay attention to this. And if I enjoy it, I don't care what those reviews say. If I yeah. enjoy it, awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I really tried to enjoy it. I, try, I tried to find good things. I about tried it. to go into movies with that mentality. Yeah. Like, like a movie I, I went into that I, it had really bad reviews. I knew a lot of people didn't like it, uh, but I went into it um, trying to be like, it's fair. Um, and I ended up really liking was Venom. Venom kind of has some of the same, like, kind of like. It seems like it should be in the mid two thousands or late. It 90s. does have. It does feel like a, a mid an early two thousands movie. But Venom was but, at least it was bad. But it was fun. But it was fun. I you found myself it. despite if you. I okay. can nitpick it to hell from a movie credit standpoint. There's plenty of those um, movies where if you turn off your like film critic mind, yeah. you can really have fun enjoying. If I watch Venom from film critic, so, it's bad, but. I was I trying to watch Hellboy, the new it. Hellboy without having like this really hypercritical like mindset. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to watch it. I I'm just a random dude. I'm just a general audience viewer. I'm just gonna try to watch this and enjoy this. Yeah. And <laughs> it it was just not fun. That's how I tend to watch bad. Star Wars movies. Yeah. Well, is, we well, could get into the recent Star we, Wars. We can movies, talk. But, you can talk about in, in detail. But when I watch Star Wars movies. I can nitpick all the newest. I can nitpick every Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but especially the newer ones. Um, but if you but, just lit it, but I've never had a bad experience with Star Wars in the theaters. I've always had fun watching Star Wars. It's always it's always when I watch it on DVD that I start to nitpick it yeah. and stuff like that. Or the second time. Wait, I you watch saw it this in movies. theaters? Hellboy? No, no. Okay, because that would have been a way different experience. Yeah. Um, wow. No, but with Star Wars, for example, is like, you know, it's it's always the second, if I watch it in theaters a second time, or if I watch it on DVD later, that's when I start to nitpick it. Yeah. But the first time I ever see a Star Wars movie in theaters, a new one, I have always enjoyed it. Even The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, the first time I saw each of those movies, I my first experience was when I was living in the theater, I'm like, that was a fun movie, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. 
And then later on, I went back and nitpicked it. I still enjoy them, even though there's so much to talk about. We'll, well do a whole episode on that at some point. With Hellboy, even trying to not nitpick, even trying not to look at it from a critical stance, mm-hmm. it was a chore. It was a slog to get through this movie. Yeah, it's, it's it, just... It, I wasted two hours. You wasted like four and a half hours of your life yeah. watching this. It's like it's I, like well, the first time I was watching it, I wasn't even nitpicking it. Yeah, I was just watching it, trying to watch it, just to have a good time. Like, ooh, I'm curious about this movie. Well, I always, I thought, I knew it was gonna be bad. Yeah, kind of even from seeing the trailers, but I was like, it's still gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, I, that, I was hoping it was gonna be at least fun. Yeah. So I was not when I first watched it. I was not going into it expecting it to be any good so i wasn't going into it nitpicking and still by 45 minutes in the movie i had to force myself to not turn it off because it was it was an it was a spite thing i was like i (laughs) i started this i gotta finish it i don't want to but i'm a man and I gotta finish well, what I started. I'll tell you one thing: the only reason I finished this one is because of this podcast. Yeah, that's um, the only reason I finished it I last really night. I really wanted to turn it off at the thirty-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, I swear. I'm it was, serious. It was about thirty minutes, forty-five minutes in, where I was when I first time watched it. I was like, mm, I would really turn this off normally. Yeah. If I wasn't like forcing myself to watch this. And my girlfriend was watching it with me, and she tried to watch it as well because she <laughs> likes this kind of stuff. Oh. And she was asleep by the thirty-minute mark, and I was just sitting there by myself, drinking, being very angry at this movie. I was really pissed off at this movie for ruining my night. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just I can just imagine you like in the dark. With I was in the dark too. Yeah. When your girlfriend like asleep, would you just sit in there? <laughs> I imagine you, like, in kind of a brooding stance. You're not relaxing. You're, like, hunched over a little bit. <laughs> watching this movie with your beer. I was so mad. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. I have to do this for this stupid podcast. <laughs> because we were too lazy for this episode. So we didn't yeah, and I remember, review. and you texted me. I didn't see it until when I got up this morning at, like, 6.30. <laughs> Um, but you texted me at like midnight. No, like, right after the movie was done, I texted you. Yeah, you texted me and you're like, well, that was garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in general, yeah, Hellboy, unless you want to see it to see it for yourself, don't see this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a waste it's a of waste your of time. life. It is a waste of two hours. It is... It would be more fun to actually set a dumpster on fire than watch this movie. That, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're doing that movie a lot more justice than it needs because setting a dumpster on fire is really fun. <laughs> um, it'd be more fun to be in a dumpster fire. <laughs> At least you're getting an emotional response out of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that is episode two of That's Odd But We're Drunk. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, if you really love this movie and hate us now, well, that's your problem. Because uh, <laughs> this is our opinion. We're not saying this is fact. But in our opinions, this was a horrible movie. It's it's just our opinion. But, but if you like this movie, you're wrong. If you like this movie, I, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Like, I want to... Shoot us a message. Yeah. Say I like this movie. 
And you know, tell we'll, us why. Tell us why tell you us, like it. Give us, us a legitimate argument yeah. why this is a good movie, or at least that you found enjoyable. And and if if Jackson happens to be the one that reads the message, he might give you an actual real response. And if I happen to read the message, I'll just be like, "You're wrong." Yep. <laughs> thank you for your time. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. That was episode two. We'll right. See you guys next week. Next week. It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes Chris and Bolton.